Voyage. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everyone. This is Nat Mundell, the founder of Voyage, and I'm super excited to introduce you guys, our listeners, to Kellen Lutz who plays Vietnam War veteran Bob Means in the upcoming episode of our True War Stories anthology. The episode's called The Short Timer. And you probably know Kellen most recently as a lead actor in the CBS show FBI Most Wanted. He was in Expendables 3 and The Legend of Hercules. And maybe you might know him as his best known role for playing vampire Emmett Cullen in the worldwide juggernaut the Twilight franchise. So Kellen, thanks a ton for joining us today. Really appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me. That was one of the best intros I've ever had for me. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, man. You, you deserve to be honored. You know, anyone who, you know, blood, sweat and tears their way into acting and does so successfully, you know, we, I think that most people don't know the long journey that that really is. And uh, actually, that impromptu question, what was your journey of building up yourself as an actor? Well, that's that's a full on question there. You know, I, I think it just stems down to faith and knowing what you're doing and the passion behind it. I didn't go to school for acting. I didn't do any theater in school. Um, I started off modeling and looks can get you so far. And I knew that modeling wasn't my end all be all in the industry. I just, I knew I wanted more. And so once I moved to California, I was going to college at Chapman for chemical engineering. And while I was out there, I was modeling. And then I started diving into commercials and commercials led to music videos where I landed the with love with Hillary Duff and that got me some notoriety. And then while I was doing the commercials, I uh, got some acting teachers because I really fell in love with this thing called acting and being in front of the camera and using your personality. And so I just fell in love with it. I mm. really did. And I realized that the direction I was going with chemical engineering and my uncle is actually a forensic scientist. And that's sort of the end all be all for the direction I was going to go. And I asked him, okay, mm. hey, like, what do you think? You know me. Um, do you think I'd, I'd enjoy continuing this route? And I'm really, I've always been a seeker of wisdom mm. uh, through other people's experiences to know what to do and what not to do. And he, uh, he's like, Helen, it's not like the TV shows. It's not like CSI, Miami or New York. Uh, it's, it's really kind of boring. Mm. And I, as soon as I heard that kind of made my decision, yeah. I, I just want to live a life that I'm proud of and that is filled with passion. And so I chose to pursue this acting thing, which I had no idea 
really what direction it would take me. I was just excited for that thrill of the unknown and the excitement that my heart was beating for. Mm-hmm. And with that, I just had all faith, all determination, took it very serious, but it wasn't my identity as well. And I feel like a lot of actors out there, it's like, oh, if I don't do good with this audition, you know, or they walk into an audition with fear yeah. and then they aren't able to let the magic just happen. Um, and of course, I've gotten nervous later on in my career when I was going you know, out against some of the big ballers for these big roles. You just want to do your best. But I've always done that. I've always taken it really serious. I've always done my best. And with that, you just leave it all on the table. And if any, you know, if, if, if you aren't chosen for the role and you did your best, well, what more can you do? Yeah, you can't take it and personally. You can't take it personally. And in a town where you get 99 no's, you know, you aren't good enough. You're, you're too tall. You're, you're too big. You're too good looking. Um, <laughs> you know, you'll, get, you'll get that one yes. And and then that's that's the fun of it. But you can't, I just never made acting my identity. And I just always had faith with it and knowing that the job out there that is mine is already mine. And right. you know, as long as I do my part, I'll get it. Faith, passion, mentorship, which I think is a key framework in life. And then uh, not yeah. doing things personally, right? And that was your, that was yourself. Yeah, that was one thing that I really wish I sought out more. I, it's really hard. And I think it's become easier with social media to find people, even just to ask them questions, you can reach out uh, via direct message. And even if you don't have their number, I've had a lot of new actors reach out to me and ask me questions. And it's my pleasure and honor to give them the wisdom that I never really got in the timely fashion So valuable. until years and years later. Um, so it's, it's really, a, that's one of the great things about social media is the connection that we're able to just be so connected with the press of a couple buttons. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I had a similar um, experience uh, as I was approaching 30, I was in one career and I was, you know, considering switching into a different career. And, um, you know, most of my family is involved in real estate in one way, shape or form. And then I had a mentor who was a stockbroker that tried to pull me into stock you know, stock in, uh, investing or investment advising, I should say. Mm. And I just, none of them hit my gut, right? That, like you said, that, that heartbeat. And, uh, and I had, before I had started my career when I was younger, I was in arts and theater and sports and, but I was, I had this real creative side. And so I saw this uh, originally, this path of, of the camera department, and it just hit my guts like a, like a, you know, um, like a lightning bolt. And, and I've, I've learned not, I've learned lately, I think I followed my gut in a lot of ways, somewhat naturally before, but I made some mistakes and, Mm. and what, you know, didn't have like that very clear response of gut, but now I I just know it and, uh, and I follow it and, and that's led me you know, it's never led me astray. So anyway, congrats that's, for, yeah, that's, for following your that's heart. That's beautiful, beautiful to hear. And I think everyone makes mistakes, right? And they really aren't mistakes as long as you're you're moving forward with understanding of what happened and what not to do the next time. I mean, yeah, they're mistakes, but they aren't failures, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Right. And I've done that and it's helped shape me. You know, the, some have been big ones, some have been little ones. Um, you know, I've really, I've really also learned to have a good team around you. Mm-hmm. You know, my agents, my lawyer, my manager, I've been with my whole career, 17 years. Wow. And it's people that I trust and we butt heads. You know, there's sometimes like even with <laughs> Twilight, 
My you agent, heads with your agents and managers, really? <laughs> really? Well, a lot of actors don't. They're like, <laughs> they're afraid of fear, of like, oh, they'll, they'll yeah. drop me. Right. Um, or the other way around, if you're su- super successful, it's like, you know, don't make the actor mad. You know, we have to baby sure. him. Yeah. But I remember Ryan Daly, I was doing a project called Generation Kill for HBO over in Africa, playing a, a Marine. And it was about to end our seven months over there shooting. And Ryan sent me the script for Twilight. And he told me to read it. And there's a role, Edward. And I read it. I'm like, this this is not my kind of sparkly vampire that I, I'd ever want to do. And Ryan's like, just just trust me, this is going to be huge. And I was like, no, you know, I just want to take a little break. <laughs> Came home and he was like, okay, what about Emmett? You know, because I really didn't feel connected to Edward. And then I read Emmett and he was so fun. I mean, I love him. He's the big teddy bear. And he's the character I ended up getting. And I didn't want to do it, but Ryan said, just trust me. And if you can't trust your team, then they shouldn't be on your team for that part. I mean, you still have to, you know, it's your life at the end of the day. You have to make sure. a decision. But once right. you assess all the information, the facts, the opinions, then you either jump or you don't jump. And I'm really grateful for that. And we just are happy that we have that that sort of connection of trust. And there's other things where I'm like, hey, this just isn't for me. Um, and they respect that sure. at the end of the day. So it's really, I'm really blessed to have that team. Well, switching gears, um, you know, into this interesting and and rapidly expanding and growing world of podcasts. I know you've been a a guest on several podcasts over the years, but um, have you ever acted in a podcast or is this your first fiction podcast? Uh, You know what I just did? I just led a series called For Blood or Justice. Okay. So we had, I think there was eight episodes. I played a um, a bounty hunter named Cotton, and it was really, really cool. So if you look that up, and then I think the guys over there, Todd, he's trying to get it into the TV show right now. So it's it's really kind of fascinating how you can start now. Now I felt like, or back in the day as an actor, you had to make like a short, you had to make a short movie. Right. If you right. wrote a script, Hey, film a short five, 10 minutes and then pitch it. And we'll see if we can get it made. Now we can do podcasts and a lot of great content comes from the, the podcast space, just like this one we're, we're going to do or that we did. And it, it allows the audience much like an audiobook, to visualize and use your imagination. And then with the legs that that gets and the fan base, then it's fun to turn that into a, a TV show or a movie or a short or whatever it's it is. It's true for the executives too. And they're think, you know, considering projects yeah. instead of having to read yeah. yet another script, they get to just, you know, drive home and, and passively sit back and experience the world you want to tell as a movie or show, but in this audio yeah. format, it's such a great, great tool. Um, yeah. So, you know, in this true in this true war stories episode, the short timer, you play this young soldier, right, fighting in the in the Vietnam War, and he had a pretty unusual job in the camp in the combat theater, uh, didn't he? Yeah, with his, with his bulldozer. I mean, it's really it's really a unique thing. It, it reminds me actually when I we have our family farm in Iowa, and I drove the tractor so much, and I loved it. There's nothing like in the cold or in the, in the heat, um, they're in the jungle over there. Right. So they're you know, just, he's responsible for the bulldozer and to clear the path and to dig in deep. So the guns can be in there and it's a unique job. I haven't yeah. really heard much about it, but then what he goes through 
It's intense. It's yeah, intense. and without any spoilers, um, you know, he he experienced so much that was so horrible during those during that time. But there was this, you know, this obviously one really pivotal thing that that he really had to block out from memory. And, you know, as an actor that draws on personal experiences, you know, is there anything and you don't have to disclose what the thing is, but have you ever had like such a traumatic experience, either psychologically or physically or emotionally that you blocked it out, but that something triggers that memory later? You know, what? I've never had anything trigger it. It is. I do go back and I don't remember much from my childhood. I think from age five and younger, I mean, I lived in Colorado even with my family from like age three to five. And, you know, we moved from North Dakota. I have no memories. And, you know, I, I, I know it's, I, you know, I, I think everything was fine. I think just there's a period that didn't need to be remembered. Um, I haven't had anything trigger to bring up anything, but right. You know, I, I just know that I didn't miss out on anything by not remembering. And after I came to that realization, you know, because, you know, you, my wife, she remembers stuff at one years old. And I'm like, how do, how do you do that? Like, I want to yeah. remember this, that and the other thing. And, you know, you feel like you're missing out on something. But sometimes the things that you feel like you're missing out on don't make your life any better knowing about it. So I... I can relate. I, I sympathize with his PTSD with Bob. And when he sees, when he sees what he sees or the, the remembering of, you know, that photo, um, it's, it's gotta be a flooding of, of emotions to, to bring you back to a moment that you had forgotten about. And you didn't mm-hmm. even realized that you were a part of and it is I, I remember going through photos because my grandfather just passed away last January and I went through mm. some photos that uh, I had never seen before and it's always interesting when you you know and your mom you know back in the day they would have the photos in the photo albums and someone slide and you know you have the sticky you know, tape yeah, photo yeah, yeah. album. Yeah. Sometimes photos slide behind them. And I mean, nothing ever tragic sure. really happened to me. Um, but you see photos that you pull out from behind these things. You're like, who is it? What is, who are these people? And yeah, I, would, uh, I showed my older brother. I have one blood brother, Brandon. And I asked him for more context because he's three years older than I am. So he's like, oh, that was us at our house in, in Colorado in Denver. And I'm like, whoa. Like I had never seen this house. I, we had grass, we had a grass yard. Cause shortly after that, we moved to Arizona. It's just right, gravel, right. you know, gravel front yards and in a pool. But, um, but it's just, it's, it's a weird thing. It's a weird thing when you see a photo and someone else has to fill in the details. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um interesting. my mom, my, my mom constantly sends me old photos. It's, it's, some of them are, uh, uh, really head scratchers like you're saying like who are these people right and then and and then there's this touching aspect of like there's this whole universe you know between but behind each person and their experience and then when you see that in your own lineage right there's these whole there's all these people that played a role in getting you to where you are at this very moment right and that's a that's a that's a neat experience so on the topic of 
of family. My understanding is uh, you and your wife uh, became parents a year ago. Mm-hmm. And so how does that impact you and in, in sort of the roles you're choosing to play or how you see your career moving forward? I mean, immensely. This is a whole new season of life. This is a new one that I had no idea. You know, someone can teach you or, or tell you what emotions and feelings and mindset you you will and should probably think about uh, when you become a father. Uh, but I had no idea. Now everything is just for my family and my child. I actually left FBI Most Wanted. Thank God it was a Dick Wolf show and it, an amazing show. I miss it. But I I had to have my daughter grow up around her family because family is so important to me. And through COVID, it made it really hard to travel and for people to come around. And, you know, I just, it's what's important in life. You can always work, but you don't get that time with your family. And I remember my family, my, my grandparents were in Iowa. So I saw them in the summertime only, but Ashton's grandparents are in California and that's where we moved back to. And my mom and family are back in Arizona. So it's a close drive away. My mom comes out all the time to see her. And so it's one of those things where it just changes everything. I, in my single years, I traveled, I did movies all around the world. I I loved it. Yeah. Best, best time of my life. And then I got married and I had even better time of my life because I had a partner to do all these things with. And I love my wife, Brittany, so much. And just having a best friend that can come to Australia with you or or Paris. I got her a little role in this movie I did in Paris. And so we got to act together and we got to Mm -hmm. enjoy that city because she hadn't traveled that much. And then now having a child and then we have another baby on the way, a boy in August. So we're going to have two. And it just now I don't want to leave as much. I want to I want to be home. And I think that was another hard thing with FBI Most Wanted was, you know, they weren't allowed to come on set due to COVID because they had all the zoning and hopefully that all changes. But when you do TV like that, you're working from 5 a.m. till 8 p.m. Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen my child. So as much as it was a great job, I love my character. I would love to come back for a couple episodes here and there. It's sort of easier to do movies for me because you know you're start and finish right i can go and i've done a few movies since we've had ashton where all right babe i'm going to go to chicago to film this movie it's going to be 10 days and then i'm back right or you know hey i'm going to go to atlanta for 12 days and then i'm back and it's it's nice knowing that because you can be away for a couple weeks and i could have my mom or her mom come out and help out and then i'm home and i've i don't regret this year at all i've been home a lot i've got to raise Ashton and enjoy those moments as a father. Absolutely. It's just the coolest thing. Yeah. Silver linings. Right. Um, What do you have upcoming? Actually two part question. What are some of the things that you want your fans to know? And then what's the, what's the role or type of role that you haven't played yet that you really want to sink your teeth into? Oh, good. Um, Man, this year is getting really, really full. I'm doing an Ernie Banks movie called On Smoother Dirt. I'm going to play Ron Santos, the third baseman for the Chicago Cubs. And I didn't really know the story of Ernie Banks. And so I read about this script by uh, John Bjord is amazing, fantastic. We're going to be shooting that in Atlanta next month. Um, They have a movie in L.A. called Above the Line. That is, it's a really cool indie movie. Um, Kind of a, a... robbery murder mystery so i'm excited for that great great cast then uh this other action movie kind of in vain of taken 
that I'm going to be doing in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And then this really, really cool one that I'll be shooting in the Swiss Alps in November called Fear of the Woods. Hmm. And it, uh, there's a... Sounds like a Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's this giant killer bear in Dana Jaws. Oh know, my God. It's an event and, picture. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm really excited. It's a full year, which wow. is really cool. Um, and I love doing my movies. It's it's just a lot of fun to play different characters and wear different hats. And then a role that I would love to sink my teeth into. You know, I was always a huge fan of He-Man. And I know they just cast that. So I'm happy for Kyle in booking that. You know, I'm probably a little too old to play young Prince Adam. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy for the for Adam, the director, and his brother. And hopefully I can't wait to watch that on Netflix when that comes out. But I would love to do my own Jason Bourne, mm. you know, Matt Damon sort of trilogy. Yeah. I just love those movies. I love that sort of hero. And yeah, I would love to have my own born franchise. All right. Final question. Um, yeah. So most people might not know that you're actually pretty deeply involved in a lot of philanthropy um, and, uh, you know, the many organizations that you lend your time and your voice to. I understand your primary focus is on something called Saving Innocence. So tell us about that and, and how you're involved. Yeah, saving innocence is, you know, really near and dear to my heart. Um, I work with World Vision, Saving Innocence, Unluckily Heroes, Charity Water, um, Giving Keys. You know, I, I just love giving back. I think my mom always raised us. We had a lot of people helping us when we were growing up and just working with the church and just giving back in any way. You know, it, it's just good to serve. It's always mm-hmm. been good to serve, always to give and it's the one thing I just always resort back to, especially in slow seasons. It's just nice to go work with homeless or in different shelters, but saving innocence. So children are near and dear to my heart. And my friend Kim Biddle, as well as Alan Smith, they started this, this charity where they would rescue kids as young as 12 men and female who are being sex trafficked mm. in Los Angeles. Mm. And LA had been my home. It is my home for the last 17 years. And I was just so blind to seeing what the prostitution looked like and the forced sex trafficking of these individuals on the side of the corner. I mean, in LA, you're, you're driving so fast and you, you kind of have this narrow tunnel vision of I just getting to my destination. Right. Meeting. And I would do ride alongs. Yeah. And I would do ride alongs with the cops and you know, they'd point out like, hey, see this girl with her backpack on, see how she's just like kicking that rock. Well, look at that next block down. You see that Cadillac, that purple Cadillac with, with it doesn't look like anyone's in, you know, driving, but the engine's on and the guy's actually like laid back really far. Yeah, that's his, that's her pimp. You know, if she doesn't do her hustle, she's going to get beaten or, you know, much, much worse. And so they created a Hope House, which is this house that rescues the girls and gives them a place to live and help take care of them. And it's just a really beautiful organization. One that I'm really proud to be a part of and they're making change. And I like seeing change where I live, you know, it's something that I can drive by and see and hear and get updates about. And so, yeah, that's, it's, it's, it's tough. I mean, every time we go to a gala and we hear these stories, you're just like, Oh, and then having a daughter myself, you know, it makes you even more protective. Um, so, well, there's your I'm real probably, life, uh, real life Liam Neeson trilogy, but in real life, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. 
<laughs> well, thanks a ton for, you know, your service in that. And yeah, we learned about the LA, um, you know, sort of very specific issues while we were um, recording the, uh, the scripted true crime show. Um, Let me tell you about my murder, which is tragic. And uh, that's a podcast we have in release right now. Um, oh, you, you haven't released it yet. What's that? Did you release it or you haven't yet? Yeah, it's in release. Um, oh, it's called okay. Let Me Tell You About My Murder, Tragic Story of a Young Woman and Her Mother. And um, yeah, without giving oh. any spoilers, it's, it's worth a listen. But anyway, um, I just want to, again, thank you for jumping into this uh, interesting world of Voyage and, and this really uh, beautiful anthology that we're giving back to our community called True War Stories. Um, yeah. Excited to hear the finished podcast. Um, in the episode and and again thanks uh thanks so much for for sharing a little bit about yourself it's been great to get to know you well you as well thank you for the great questions and let's make this baby yeah thanks so much let's do it